Welcome everyone, it's Eagles 360 on this Wednesday from the NovaCare Complex. Dave Spadaro, Eagles Insider, along with Joe DeCamera. We're here in the Xfinity studio at the NovaCare Complex. The Eagles on the field training, getting ready for the Buffalo Bills. And Joe, a week ago we sat here saying, well, the season's on the brink. What a difference a week makes. Well, season was on the brink and they went up to New England, obviously, Dave, and the organization got... An absolutely huge win, a thrilling win, uh, a win that was surprising. Uh, but one, as that game went on, you could you could see it uh, happening in front of our eyes. It was very, very impressive. Obviously, some plays you don't typically get in the course of a football game, the three you know, non-offensive touchdowns. But, boy, to their credit, to, to pull that win off, Dave, we know how unbelievably rare it is, unbelievably rare to be Tom Brady in New England. It just doesn't happen very much. So now the Eagles well-positioned. They've got a shot. You can talk about what's deserved and what's not. Look, it is what it is. Five and seven is tied for the division lead. It's a sprint to the end, four games to go. It's in their hands, and obviously this division's uh, mucked up, and we'll see if the Eagles can go get it. It has been from day one. We'll take a look at the division a little later on. The first place Philadelphia Eagles it's kind of rolls off the tongue nice, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Uh, we'll see what they do with that win. We, we Against Dallas on the road, didn't do much after that win. Now we see with the Eagles three consecutive home games. And the Eagles looking to get some momentum going. To do that, they will have to beat the Buffalo Bills. We'll take a look at the Bills in just a bit here. Chip Kelly coming into studio as well. But let's get you caught up with everything happening on a busy day. Some running back conversation is certainly at the top of the list. Your Eagles 360 update. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex Smith, and this is your 360 update. The big story here today at the NovaCare Complex was a pair of Eagles defenders bringing home some hardware as safety Malcolm Jenkins was named the NFC Defensive Player of the Week for his 99-yard pick six against the New England Patriots. Meanwhile, defensive end Fletcher Cox took home the team's 2015 Ed Block Courage Award. We heard from both Cox and Jenkins on what those awards mean to them. Oh, man, I just want to appreciate those guys, man. It really means a lot to me. Kind of shifted my day a little bit, you know. But, uh, you know, I really appreciate those guys. I go in a battle with those guys every day. And uh, for, for me, for them to vote for me, you know, for that award, you know, that really means, you know, truly they appreciate me and I appreciate those guys. And, and I continue to appreciate those guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it's, you know, obviously an honor. Uh, it's that time of year where, you know, everything, everything matters. And so hopefully... Um, whether it's me or you know, somebody else in this, this room, we can continue to have that production. Um, but yeah, I'm just a product of my environment. A lot, of, a lot of plays that other people made allowed me to kind of have that success. Yesterday, much of the discussion here at the NovaCare Complex centered around Bill's running back, LaShawn McCoy. But today, some of that attention focused to Bill's quarterback, Tyrod Taylor. And we heard from head coach Chip Kelly and linebacker D'Amico Ryans on what the multi-talented Taylor brings to the Bill's offense. It's a different dynamic, you know, and it's similar to playing. Not that he's the same player as Cam, because Cam's obviously a different body type and whatever. But when that quarterback has the ability to run, you know, it's it's different. It's different in how you cover because now if, if he's if you play a lot of man under, two deep man under, where the defensive backs have their backs turned to the quarterback and it's third and ten, if they're all covered, he can tuck the ball and run for the first down. And you can start to, you know, now your rush lanes, the rush lanes against Tyrod are different than the rush lanes against the Tom Brady. Yeah, Tyrod does a he does a really good job of throwing the deep ball. I'm really impressed with the way he throws the ball downfield. He does a really good job. Has a lot of speed on the outside. You know, guys go up making plays and. And finally, we hear from Eagle safety Malcolm Jenkins, who weighs in on Bills wide receiver Sammy Watkins, who went for 109 yards and a touchdown in the Bills' victory last week. I think so. I mean, he's definitely in the conversation. When you see him on the tape, you know, it's like a track meet. He puts his head down and 
he, he's rolling and, and to be as big as he is, is um, you know, it's, it's hard to defend that. And we'll wrap things up here from the Novacare Complex practice fields with an injury update. Nose tackle Benny Logan was the only Eagle that did not participate in today's practice, while running back Ryan Matthews was the only player listed as limited. You can check out the full report along with the rest of the Eagles news right here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, Alex. Joe, got to ask you, running backs, obviously a huge story. If you are Chip Kelly, what do you do with the backs? I played DeMarco Murray less than he's been playing throughout the course of most of the season, meaning I played DeMarco Murray around the, the, the amount that he got in the game versus Buffalo, now that, uh, versus New England. That was certainly startling. I, I can't imagine DeMarco Murray's happy about it, but I think the other guys have more explosion right now, and I think they're better in this offense. I do think, Dave, that it's been a mistake for Chip not to adapt the offense more to DeMarco's style of running, but if he's not going to make that change, yes, I would play the other guys more. So. You don't worry about the matchups. See, I'm going along with the Chip Kelly lines here about the matchups. And if your game plan calls for an inside zone running attack, then DeMarco Murray is your best inside zone runner. Ryan Matthews is not coming back to carry the ball 25 times after missing three games. There is still very much a place for DeMarco Murray in this offense. Hasn't been as productive as perhaps a lot of people thought. 3.5 yards per carry is not along the lines of where he was last year with Dallas, but Anybody who's giving up on DeMarco Murray, I just look at that fourth quarter run he had last week, the 19-yard game. It was an angry run. It was a physical run. And if you give DeMarco a chance to go downhill, north-south, that's what he signed up for, I think he'd be really productive. And that late-game fumble from Kenyon Barner, that is a red flag for me. I'm not sure he's the guy to carry the ball late in the game. Well, it's a cause for concern for sure. I, I, I look at it this way. I think Dave, obviously, a lot of good points there. He's right, the, the running style of DeMarco. With that said, I just got to mix the other guys in, and I got to mix them in a lot because I think they've got a, an acceleration right now that's impressive and works for, I mean, let's face facts, the Eagles do run outside a lot. So if they're going to run outside, I, I need a guy that can turn the corner. And frankly, Sproles and Matthews when he's healthy and Barner, you know, work in progress, still trying to figure it out. But I, I think they give the Eagles options to, to utilize a lot. Yeah, there's depth, there's number restrictions. Four running backs in a game, I think that's really difficult to work with. I think the big key here is Ryan Matthews and how quickly he can get back into his game and how quickly he can be a contributor, not only for eight carries, 10 carries, but can you give him 15 carries per game and keep him healthy in the final four games here? Can Darren Sproles stay healthy? That workload, a large one on Sunday for Sproles, you want to keep him fresh in those home run moments. So good, good conversation, and Chip Kelly will have to make that decision moving forward, and he will starting Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. And Chip Kelly in studio in just a bit. We also have a cover two segment with Jimmy Kemsky from phillyvoice.com, along with Matt Lombardo from nj.com. First things first, when Eagles 360 returns, we take a look at the upcoming schedule, and we dive in deep on the Buffalo Bills. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. Yo step to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I step to Philly, the 17 to training. Jenkintown. To her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere. Give me more chips, fellas. I'm sorry. <laughs> we were daydreaming. 
About that VIP tailgate and game tickets? Uh, yeah. That pregame sideline experience. Exactly. Or even Eagle season tickets. How do you know? We both had the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Yeah, the Eagles instant game with top prizes of 50 grand. And second chance prizes, including season tickets. The Pennsylvania Lottery. Bring your dreams to life. What if this year, we went around the table and instead of saying what we're thankful for, we said who we're thankful for? Lincoln Financial helps provide financial security for those who are always there for you. Because this is what you do for people you love. Take charge of your now at LincolnFinancial.com. Lincoln Financial, you're in charge. Love the Eagles? Play the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Players must be 18 or older. Please play responsibly. We welcome you back. It's Eagles 360 insider Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera here. Let's take a look at what the Eagles have ahead. It's the Eagles' upcoming schedule presented by NFL Ticket Exchange, powered by Ticketmaster. For the only 100% verified way to buy or sell NFL tickets, visit NFLTicketExchange.com. We're in the final quarter, Joe, of this 2015 regular season. And as you see, three home games out of the four, three in a row. How many wins do you see? Two and two, but come on. The predictions have been outrageous this year. I yeah. mean, <laughs> team schizophrenia here. It's been nuts. Um, three and one, I think, would get it done for any, not for Dallas, but for the other three teams, three and one gets it done. So eight is the magic number, as you kind of talked about all year. Eight, yeah, eight gets it done, but seven might be the number that it happens at. You know what okay. I'm saying? So two and two might be what you ultimately need, and then – when you look at this Eagles schedule here up ahead, and certainly it's you know to the Eagles' benefit to have three games at home, need to see that home record improve. Obviously, two and three so far, and you know some issues over the last couple of years. Last year they were better, and uh, but you know the home field at the link, uh, you know maybe not quite as strong as you'd like to see it. But in, in general, I think we all know the deal. If you, if you beat Washington and you beat the Giants, the Eagles are going to be in really really good shape because you know you're talking about beating down the, the teams you're competing with for this division. So. Two and two, and then it's a local. Which games did you win? Which games did you lose? You know what I'm saying, Dave? And that, and that's what what clearly is. Seven and nine, huh? Can you imagine that? And Matt, look at that schedule though. Two primetime games. That third, that third game, that New York Giants game cannot be moved to 8:30. From my understanding, it can only be moved into the national slot at 4:30. So if it what's gets the, to that point, what's the theory. They, that? You can't take you're too many games in primetime. Eagles have already exceeded the limit of primetime games. Interesting. That's what I've been told yesterday by somebody from Fox. Fox doesn't want to lose that game. All right, let's take a look. Our first look at the Buffalo Bills and the Philadelphia Eagles. We begin at the quarterback position. All of a sudden, Sam Bradford, extremely efficient, not turning the football over. Joe, he had 120 passing yards on Sunday against New England, yet he threw two touchdown passes, really was very efficient with the football. Eagles good in the red zone. Sam Bradford, to me, gets the nod here, although I like Tyrod Taylor and what he's become, that multiple threat. Very dangerous to the Eagles defense. Yeah, Tyrod Taylor's done a nice job, you know, for a guy that hadn't been a starter before in this league and Buffalo acquiring him. He's, he's done a pretty darn good job. Now, let's talk about uh, Bradford here for a moment because I, I don't think it should be lost in the shuffle of conversation. The Eagles are when he starts and finishes a game 5-4. and four. So for a 5-7 and seven football team, it's certainly noteworthy that they're 5-4 and four when he plays and finishes. I don't think there's any question what we saw from Bradford versus New England represents yet again another indicator that he's simply better than Mark Sanchez. That's certainly my opinion. So I think, you know, you got to feel kind of a certain degree of more comfortability knowing that 
you know, he's the guy under center and hopefully can stay healthy the rest of the way. Now, when we talk about Tyrod Taylor, you know, multiple, you know, dimensional sort of player, able to run and throw the ball over 318, I think it's 318 yards on the ground this year, or over 300 yards altogether on the ground. So he's shooting toward, you know, maybe about 450 for the season. And 64% completion percentage is, is pretty impressive. I mean, for, yeah. for a player that hadn't yeah. played before, it's pretty solid. Yeah, they've done a really good job. And he's got some weapons. Let's look in the backfield, of course, with Sean McCoy, who's been torrid of late for the Bills, the Eagles' all-time leading rusher in franchise history. Off to a slow start this season. But LaShawn McCoy, he can beat you reversing field. The Eagles have been talking about playing disciplined football and staying at home all week. Easier said than done against McCoy, who is absolutely a home run threat. And really part of a one-two punch that Buffalo has with Carlos Williams in the backfield. This Buffalo running game, they rebuilt the offensive line in the offseason. They added uh, Carlos Williams in the draft. They added LaShawn McCoy in a trade. And they have been a run first to set up the throw kind of team. Really dangerous running the football. They will test the Eagles, for the most part, pretty good defense against the run this season. Yeah, I think it's a, a big-time uh, sign of hope to know that the Eagles played a much better defensive game versus New England. After having struggled there, especially in the, in the, in the run game, well, in addition to the pass game for sure, over the last three to four weeks before that, they got it back together. That was a you know, big sign. Huge game from Fletcher Cox, who's obviously just a, an enormous player. I think clearly the best player on the team. So, yes, Buffalo brings a heck of a rushing attack. Eagles are going to have to deal with it. You know, Dave, it's not lost to me as LaShawn comes in, and obviously he'll be incredibly motivated. We all know that. Uh, some memorable games where former Eagles have come in. Donovan McNabb beat the Eagles. Reggie White did not beat the Eagles. I mean, there, you know, there have been some. Terrell Owens did not beat the Eagles in that 06 game when he yeah, came back. I'm not getting caught up in that, honestly. Well, but it's, it's, it's noteworthy. It's memorable. I mean, it's, you know, listen, this is the, the all-time leading rusher in franchise history. He's coming in here with both teams in playoff positioning jockey, and it's, it sets up for a fascinating three There's hours so of the There's so much line. turnover on this roster, though, that a lot of these players, and we talked about them talked during the week, they're not, they're, they know that Buffalo has a very good offense. We'll get to more of it here. The passing game, Tyrod Taylor, we talked about 65% completion percentage, just four interceptions this year. Sammy Watkins, after complaining earlier this season about not getting featured enough in Buffalo's passing game, has come on big time. He is a top five draft pick, really coming into his own. And the Eagles secondary, Eric Rowe and Byron Maxwell, they'll have to account for him and Charles Clay at tight end and Woods at wide receiver, good group. For Tyrod Taylor. Uh, yeah, no, there's no doubt about it. And young, and, and so they, you know, they got some skills. And Sammy Watkins, as Dave mentioned, certainly is the main guy. I mean, he's he's a home run threat. You know, you see that uh, yards per per uh, reception average. It's very impressive. Now he's not a possession receiver at this stage of the game. We'll see if he can grow into that more as his career develops. But he's a heck of a player. There's a reason he went in the top five of the draft. And as Dave mentioned, I mean, a, a, a true test for the Eagles cornerbacks. And you know, as we know, there's been some shakeup in the Eagles secondary. Uh, not just the corners, but who plays in nickel and, and the safeties. And so, yes, it's, it's really going to be a, a spot where the Eagles are going to have to contain him. Tight end. The Eagles getting Zach Ertz back. That helped last week. He caught his first touchdown pass of the season. Good red zone threat for the Eagles. Good down the field threat. And how about the Buffalo Bills? They make a deal with Miami. They go and sign Charles Clay in free agency. They rebuild their entire passing attack. And they kind of feature a tight end here. Clay is somebody that not a lot of people know about, but very dynamic player. And the linebacker situation for the Eagles has been shaky. Kiko Alonso will be asked to play in coverage in this game. The former Buffalo Bill will have to do a good job against Clay. Tyrod Taylor looks for him down the field. They really just like to play bombs away offense. And Clay's a good player. Well, he is a good player. Over 500 yards in a receiving so far this season. Pretty impressive. 
And, you know, obviously, anytime you have a, a relatively young quarterback or inexperienced quarterback, as Tyrod Taylor is, we all know the deal. A tight end can be a quarterback's best friend, especially in times of third down conversions and things of that nature. So for, for, for Clay to have 50 receptions this year is pretty impressive. And, you know, listen, Tyrod Taylor's not a great player, but he is doing a decent job and has tools. And as we know from Rex Ryan's days uh, with the New York Jets, his preference is to run the football. So it's a run-based offense, but when Tyrod Taylor needs to make plays, he has shown this year the ability to do so, and that is in large measure, Dave, why they are in the playoff hunt in the yeah. AFC. A quick look at the defenses for these two teams. Rex Ryan will be aggressive. He'll mix things up. We know Bill Davis will do the same. Uh, not a lot of sacks from a front, though. Buffalo that features Jerry Hughes and Mario Williams and Marcel Darius, and hopefully they will not be tuned in to play this game. I know that LeSean McCoy's been going around the locker room saying, hey, win this one for me. Eagles need to win the battle at the line of scrimmage. They did a Fair job last week, although the offense really not productive for Chip Kelly. He talked about that. On well, Wednesday. let's flip it for a second. When we talk about defense, I mean, unbelievable performance, unbelievable performance by the Eagles defensive line last week versus New England. I mean, masterful. Their ability to get it, it wasn't just about the sacks, which they had sacks on Tom Brady. It was about the hits. It was about the hurries. It was about the knockdowns. I mean, listen, there's two main reasons the Eagles won that game versus New England. The first, obviously, is three. Uh, touchdowns that weren't offensive touchdowns. That's, you know, I mean, 21 points is enormous. But the second reason was the Eagles' defensive line just flat went after Tom Brady. So you hope that they can do more of that. Because, Dave, if they play like that, great things can different, happen. Different kind of yeah. game. You have to contain Tyrod Taylor. So, But it's a, it's a great matchup, really. The Buffalo Bills come to town as a good football team. Rex Ryan has done an excellent job turning that team around from last year to this year, winning over the Houston Texans last week. They are very much in the playoff picture in the AFC East, and they still have the Eagles, the Cowboys, and I believe the Redskins. So they are they're very involved in what the NFC's picture is going to look like. When we return to Eagles 360, we're going to talk about this football team from the outside perspective. It's our Cover 2 segment on the other side. Catch holiday cookie cheer on the tip of your tongue with Dunkin' Donuts holiday cookie-flavored coffees. From 2 to 6 p.m., enjoy any medium latte or macchiato for $1.99. America runs on Dunkin'. It's game day in America. Across the country, fans are watching football in a whole new way. We join a league. We pick a team, and we compete like never before. Today, watching football is more exciting than ever. Because today, we FanDuel. Start today and join the millions who've already played FanDuel. Enter the promo code and we'll refund your entry fee if you don't win. Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day. We actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat. Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apples, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down. 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. band Europe, you love a final countdown. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. It's what you do. 
Welcome back. Eagles 360 here with Dave Spadaro and Joe DeCamera. Time now for us to step aside. Chris McPherson with his cover two segment, Matt Lombardo, NJ.com, and Jimmy Kemsky, Philly voice. What are they talking about? The Philadelphia Eagles, of course. Hello, Eagles fans. I'm Chris McPherson, and welcome to this week's edition of Cover 2 here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. A lot to dive into, and so I welcome two of my favorite people in the media world, Matt Lombardo from NJ.com and Jimmy Kemsky from Philly Voice, to break down the Eagles' win over the Patriots and look ahead to a certain someone coming to Lincoln Financial Field Who's this that? Sunday. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Rex, Rex? Ryan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So first, let's look at the Eagles' 35-20 win over the New England Patriots. Guys, Sam Bradford comes back in the lineup after missing the last two games with a concussion and a shoulder injury. Offense gets back on track. All of a sudden, the Eagles win. Was it simple as getting Bradford back in the lineup to get the offense rolling? I think Bradford was a big part of it. You look at his play over the last three games when he's been healthy, 68% completion percentage, 650 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions. That, that, that's strong play out of your quarterback spot. But Sunday, to me, was all about Billy Davis. You look at the fact that they, they rush with their front three, their front seven, didn't really need to blitz, drop back into coverage. And guys, don't forget, they turned back the clock. It was 2014 again with the special teams and defense contributing key touchdowns. It was, it was a team win by any working definition. Jimmy, your thoughts on Bradford's performance? Yeah, I mean, Matt said it. They, got, they, they had three return touchdowns with the interception return, the pump block and the Darren Sproles punt return touchdown. No love for Bradford, though. Bradford was good. I mean, he was he was okay. okay. I mean, he, he threw for 120 yards. It was workmanlike performance. I think they had 10 drives. One of them ended on a fumble by Barner at the end of the game. Seven were punts, and then they had the two touchdown passes. Of course, you know, some of those drives at the end of the game, they were killing clock, but Bradford didn't make any major mistakes, didn't turn the ball over, which is, you know, better than what we've seen through, you know, better part of the season this year. But he did, he did a nice job sort of just guiding that game along, didn't really need to do too much, and they came over with the win. Okay, so a big story from the running back standpoint, Darren Sproles and Kenyon Barner got the majority of the carries. DeMarco Murray, not as much of an impact in this game. Jimmy, what do you think the Eagles should do with the running back rotation moving forward, especially as Ryan Matthews gets closer to returning to the lineup? I think Ryan Matthews is the most talented yep traditional type of back that they have on the team. Sproles obviously is a weapon in his own way, and I think they need to continue to get him involved uh, in the offense because anytime that he's been involved and, and, they've, and they've gotten him the ball in the offense, whether it be handing it off or getting him involved in the passing game, good things have happened. So I think Ryan Matthews, at any time he's been healthy this season, has really played well, but he got to kind of stick with those two guys. And I think that getting Ryan Matthews back is going to be a huge boost to this offense overall in the rotation moving forward. I would actually move Ryan Matthews to the top of the depth chart, mix in Darren Sproles, mix in DeMarco Murray, but all of the talk this week from Chip Kelly, from Pat Shermer, you don't get the indication that DeMarco Murray is the lead running back on this team anymore. And based on his performance to date, I don't think he should be. Ryan Matthews has been the bell cow for this team when he's been healthy. As long as he's in there, you have to continue to ride the hot hand. All right, gentlemen, we know that LaShawn McCoy, speaking of running backs, is coming back to Philadelphia. And as Zach Ertz said on Tuesday, he probably wants to set the franchise to the all-time NFL rushing record in a single game. How do you think the fans, first and foremost, will react to McCoy's return? Matt, I'll let you start here. I don't think it's going to be all that pleasant. You look at his comments on the way out the door and what he insinuated about Chip Kelly, I think that Eagles fans, it's going to be a mixed bag at, at best, and he's probably, going to, he's probably going to hear more boos than cheers, I would think. Okay. Jimmy? He has a share of fans. He had a great career here, clearly, with the Eagles, and, and now I think the fans really see him as, as uh, he's a, he's an, in my opinion, he's, he's an immature guy, and, you know, Fun guy to, to talk to, 
good player, but immature and is apt to say some dumb things, and I think fans are going to react to that. All right, Jimmy, from an X's and O's standpoint, how do you think the Eagles' defense will do in terms of containing him? Well, obviously, you know, the three guys up front with Fletcher Cox, Benny Logan, Cedric Thornton. Benny Logan and Cedric Thornton are a little bit banged up still to be determined, you know, whether they'll be ready to go for, for you know, this game this week. But I think the two guys that really have to play well this week are Connor Barwin and Brandon Graham setting the edge uh, because LaShawn McCoy, as we've seen, likes to get outside. And then even the corners, I think, are going to be a big part with Byron Maxwell on the one side and Eric Rowe on the other side. I think they have to step up and do a good job tackling in the run game as well. Matt, do you think that the Eagles can keep McCoy under 100 yards? He's had three 100-yard performances on yeah, the year. Yeah, I, I do. I think the Eagles, uh, this is the game where you start to get back on track stopping the run. Obviously, they, they kind of had that month there from the Dallas game all the way up until the New England game where the run defense really struggled. But if you take away Sammy Watkins over the top, if you blitz Tyrod Taylor, it, it, to me, you, you stop everybody else, and you, you kind of take your chances with LaShawn McCoy. I don't think he has a big game. He's going to want a big game, but I think the front seven continues their strong play from last week. He might not get 100, but he might get 98. He's Matt Lombardo from NJ.com. We have Jimmy Kepsky from phillyvoice.com, and I'm Chris McPherson. Thank you very much for joining us on this week's edition of Cover 2 here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Thanks so much, guys. We've got another segment to go here, a big one. Chip Kelly in studio on the other side talking Eagles and the Buffalo Bills. A huge game Sunday at Lincoln Financial Field. Experience the power of physical therapy at NovaCare Rehabilitation. We know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800-770-6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you NovaCare. The power of physical therapy. I got tickets, Metro tickets. You need a Metro ticket, talk to me, please. How do I even know these are real tickets? Yeah, you know, you just touch it. How do I know they're legit? Is this leather legit? I mean, how do we really know? It looks good, right? Is the Metro paying you to do this? No, I'm paying myself. I gotta oh, make profit. Makes more sense. Does a baby need a Metro ticket? I'll give her one on me. These tickets, they're not stealing your soul. You can look at them. Man, nobody wants to buy tickets from a guy on the street. I don't understand. Be the playmaker in Madden 16, available now. Welcome to our exclusive one-on-one -on -one with head coach Chip Kelly, presented by Wawa. Coach, great game for you on Sunday against New England. Big win. Let's start with quarterback Sam Bradford, very efficient. How did he, how did he play when you watched him? Sam did a nice job. You know, um, he, he's protected the ball and, um, in the last couple of weeks, even before the, the Patriots game. Uh, 
um, kept us moving offensively. It was, you know, a weird game in the third quarter. We didn't really have the ball because we scored on an interception return and a punt return. But I thought Sam did a really nice job. It was good to have him back in control. Those two touchdowns in the red zone, what impressed you so much about his throws under pressure, moving in the pocket, et cetera? Yeah, we, you know, you got to capitalize, especially against a team as good as the Patriots when you get down to the red zone. And you really want to come away with seven instead of three just because of how potent they are on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, he made a nice throwing catch to Zach Ertz. Zach, Zach did a good job on a double move. And, um, Sam put the ball exactly where, where Zach could get it on the top shelf in the back um, when no one else could get it. And then um, the other throw is the exact opposite. It's tight coverage. Um, it's got to be kind of a down and dirty throw. It's got to be low in, in, uh, where only the receiver can go get it. And that's him and Jordan on the right page on that one. So two different throws, but two critical throws for us. In the time that Sam has been here, how would you describe his level of you know, growing into the locker room, his play on the field, and just kind of his relationships with all of his teammates? He's done a really good job, you know, and he continues to get better. The more time he's with us, the more experience he has. You can continue to see him. Uh, get, get better and better in terms of what we're trying to do here. On the defensive side of the ball, Brandon Graham was drafted to play in a 4-3, hand down in the dirt. He's made the transition at to outside linebacker. What, how do you think he's done that, Coach? I mean, in, as you've seen him through your three years here, what has enabled him to become so effective out there? Well, I think he's built to be an outside linebacker. You know, there's not many 260-pound defensive ends in this league anymore. It's a bigger position in the 4-3 scheme at defensive end, but he's built to be an outside linebacker. Um, he's a dynamic pass rusher. Um, very powerful, um, can overpower tackles. Um, he also sets the edge. It's very tough to run the ball against him. Um, and he's done a nice job in terms of learning coverages and things like that. So I think he's transitioned really well. Eric Rose played cornerback and safety in college. He's a cornerback here. What are the physical characteristics that distinguish in your system uh, or in the NFL a cornerback and safety? Well, he's tall and long and um, he's got great man coverage skills. Uh, it's just a matter of just getting comfortable and getting experience. The more Eric has played for us, the better he's been. Um, but he looks like an NFL prototypical corner. That's what most people want out there. You, you know, tall, long guys that can run, and that's where he fits into our scheme. Are, are there mental characteristics, mental traits that, that you look for as well that distinguish a cornerback or a safety? No, I mean, I, I think obviously just having a real good football acumen and understanding what we want from a defensive standpoint, the more you can understand what the other 10 guys are doing and then how the offenses are trying to attack to benefit you, whether you're playing corner or safety. Buffalo Bills are the opponent on Sunday. Their defense has been very effective. What do they do so well on that side of the ball? You know, Rex always has a, a, a really good blitz package that he's going to bring against you. They, they're stout on first and second down and try to get you into third down situations and then come with all sorts of different blitzes on third down to affect, uh, affect your passing game and, and try to get you off the field very quickly. But uh, you know, he's very sound in what he does. Uh, he's got a, some really good playmakers. You know, Obviously, Mario Williams is playing really, really well. Jerry Hughes at the other defensive end is playing well. Um, he's got some pretty good secondary guys. Gilmore is one of the top corners that we'll face. Um, so it's, it's, a good, it's a good group that we get matched up with, and uh, it'll be an exciting challenge. Their offense has a quarterback who can run around a lot, who can also make every throw. What kind of challenge is that for the defense? Um, you know, you're, it's going into maybe like a Cam Newton type role, different type of quarterback from a size standpoint. But the fact that there is quarterback, th quarterback run um, and design quarterback run, not just scramble. So, uh, Tyrod's a very, very good athlete. You got to be aware of him in terms of uh, where he is, and, and not only does he throw the ball really well and um, to a good bunch of good receivers, um, he has the ability if everybody's covered to take it and pull it down and run for the first down. So uh, we got to make sure we're, we're really disciplined in our rush lanes against him. What's your opinion of Sammy Watkins? He's a heck of a receiver, you know, and. Uh, you know, he's going to be a, a, a big challenge for us. He's obviously their number one threat. Um, he was a top five draft pick for a reason. Uh, you know, a real talented, big, strong, physical receiver. Is Charles Clay similar to anyone you've played? Is he 
uh, a real receiving threat down the field? Is he more of a short yardage? No, he's guy? everything. He's a really good tight end. That was a good acquisition for him in the offseason, you know, to compliment Woods and, and Watkins outside. They got a real real threat in him as a tight end. He's done a really nice job. Um, and Greg Roman is the offense corner. does a real good job of getting those guys the ball. Talking to the defense this week about playing LaShawn McCoy and his ability to cut back and reverse field, they keep using the word discipline. How do you emphasize discipline during the course of a week? Well, it's just the same thing we always do. You, you need to make sure you get 11 guys running to the ball. you got to play good team defense and, and uh, make sure we tackle well. Coach, thanks very much. Good luck on Sunday. And thank you for joining us for our exclusive one-on-one -on -one interview with Eagles head coach Chip Kelly, presented by Wawa. Catch holiday cookie cheer on the tip of your tongue with Dunkin' Donuts holiday cookie flavored coffees. From 2 to 6 p.m., enjoy any medium latte or macchiato for $1.99. America runs on Dunkin'. Electrolytes to replenish. Everything you need to keep sweating. I step to Philly. I step to Philly. You step to Philly? The bus. The trolley. The train. Route 124. Route 23. I step to Philly. The 17 to training. Jenkintown. To her house. His house. To Betsy's house. City Hall. FTC. Delco. Media. To work. To school. To the mall. Abuelas. Broad Street. To the game. I step to Philly. Anywhere. Sterilized sites. Multiple foreign objects in the body. Scissors. If you're the guy from the operation game, you get operated on. It's what you do. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to GEICO. It's what you do. Dunkin' Donuts is helping more boys and girls get in the game this year. For every Eagles touchdown, Dunkin' Donuts will donate $250 to Good Sports. To learn more, visit goodsports.org slash Dunkin' Philly. We welcome you back. Dave Spadaro, Joe DeCamera, our final segment here on Eagles 360. And, Joe, we've talked a lot about the Bills and the weapons that they have and how dangerous they are. And when we feature the Eagles wide receivers, we talk about Jordan Matthews, 61 catches. Nice year. He's come a long way. Nelson Aguilar, you want to get more production from him. Zero catches, two targets last week in New England, Eagles' first-round draft pick. Trying to find his comfort zone. And it hasn't come yet. Your thoughts on Aguilar? You just hope he turns the corner. Uh, you know, you got to continue to coach him up. Uh, I know there's some some thought that you know the route running's not quite as sharp as as would be preferred. And listen, he was drafted in a spot to help this team. You know that he's supposed to be better in year three than year one. But you also know when your first round pick, there's an expectation of some degree of contribution greater than this in year one. So it's part of why the Eagles are a five and seven football team. They simply need more help from the outside receivers. And he's, I think, the main guy that you look to outside and say, there's opportunity for growth. Yeah, so I, he's, I looked so at that, that with Josh Huff too. And I can't understand where Josh Huff has gone in this offense after scoring touchdowns in back-to-back -back games at Lincoln Financial Field. He's been non-existent. So there's a shakeup there. Miles Austin released. Jonathan Krause in. Maybe Jonathan Krause is the one who comes and gives this Eagles wide receiver course some juice. They certainly need it from receivers not named Jordan Matthews. 
and we'll see if in this final quarter of the season Nelson Aguilar steps up. What's ahead on PhiladelphiaEagles.com? We've got our Amorosos on the menu segment for you right here on Thursday. Glenn Macnow joins me in studio. His bold predictions of the week. He's been on target the last couple of weeks here. We also have Merrill Reese, the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles, in studio as he gets ready for the stretch run. And we go behind enemy lines to find out the very latest on the surging Buffalo Bills. What do you think? Win, loss? What do you feel right now? <laughs> I think the Eagles win the game. Okay. That sounds very halting, grudging, <laughs> forced. And I'm not sure no, I believe that's what you believe. I just, I'm not sure. But if I had to say, if I had to say, I'm going Eagles. Done. Will the real Philadelphia Eagles yeah. please stand up? Please stand up. For Joe DeCamera, Dave Spadaro, we thank you for joining us on Eagles 360. Have yourselves a great Eagles day.